Hello, beautiful humans. You guys are in for a treat today. Today's episode with Madeline Moon. This is, I dare say, the most clear explanation of masculine and feminine that I have heard. And maybe it's just because I have a background. But the way that Madeline explains it just hits so clearly and so directly and just simply and so I'm just going to let you hear this. Like, this is such an awesome episode. Uh, you, you're going to hear all the ahas I've had just by having this conversation with her. But I'm excited for you to listen. If you haven't already, make sure you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you feel so called, I'd absolutely appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, simply just because you love it and you want to share the love and you want this to be seen and recommended by other people just like you searching for the tools and truth that are already inside of them and again it's not doing it because you have to it's truly doing it because you want to and you feel called to always 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 and if you feel called to also leave a donation in support of the show there's a paypal link in the in the show notes in the description in any way shape and form you decide to show up and support, I appreciate you, share it with a friend, or even just applying the damn thing into your life is is a help, and I appreciate that too. <laughs> so do that first. Listen and then integrate in a body. That's the first thing to do. All right, y'all, cue the intro and let's go. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Today, I'm excited to have Ma- Madeline Moon. If you guys have been calling her Maddie, it's not. It's Madeline, just so everyone knows. <laughs> but um, I'm excited to have her today because... If you don't follow her work now after this, I know you will. Um, because of the hu- of her humor and simplicity in the way she explains um, love, intimacy, masculine, feminine dynamics. And then she has like potent captions that are just like, okay, like this drew me in and helps me. It's, it's all sides, right? It's like you get the visual, the funny, the emotional connection and like the logical connection too. So, but... Madeline, I'm curious, are you more or less serious? I know you're all things, but when people probably talk to you, are they surprised how serious or funny you are or what's your relationship with that? That's a good question. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what I think. (laughs) I think I am. I'm surprising because in person I'm less funny. Mm -hmm. I'm more, um, I'm more uh, like into the the poetry of life and Mm -hmm. everything feels tragic and beautiful and deep (laughs) and like, you know, in person. And then when I'm by myself and I'm making videos, all my comedy just pours out. And it's very interesting of bringing when, when the two merge, like the moments where I'm with people and that comedian side comes out live, mm-hmm. it's always very unexpected because it flows so much more naturally when I'm literally by myself, just filming something. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because I'm also quite awkward at times. And the videos <laughs> allow me to like really 
do my awkward timing the way that I want it to happen. Whereas in person, it just ends up being awkward. (laughs) So that's a good question. Thanks for asking that. Of course. Well, that's why we're here. I'm glad the first one's good. So the rest is just easy. But um, like for you, have you always been connected? So I'm probably, it depends where people usually come into my field or my world, my world is, so I used to do TikTok a lot, not so much anymore, but probably if they saw me on there, I'm more serious Mm. than they think. Like if they see me like, but then I also probably think like I'm, I'm probably more silly than people think. So I just always think that's like an interesting question, but do you have like that funny comedic, um, like charismatic side of you? Have you had an outlet for that in the past or has this come forward recently? I think this has come forward recently more so than I've always been like quirky. I would, I would think I've always been this way, but it, Typically it's certain people who bring it out of me. Like my sister is one of them. She's very similar to me. She's very funny. And together we have like, we understand each other's very odd humor, mm-hmm. but the past seven years I've done my podcast, which has been quite serious. Mm-hmm. I've done my social media posts, which are all quite poetic and like, um, you know, they, I try to make them as deep as possible. And, and then I had my blog posts and I, all of these things was, were, were, just about serious topics and the outlet itself of a podcast or writing, it didn't activate the part part in me. That's like funny or quirky. Mm -hmm. And so these videos, I started doing them just in February. I just did one, like my friend released a course around how to make reels on Instagram. I did it. I, I watched maybe 30 minutes of one of the videos. I felt confident enough to do it. I filmed my first one, posted it, and then it blew up. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is actually kind of good. Like, <laughs> let's keep doing this. So then yeah. I just started doing it every single week mm-hmm. since February. So it hasn't been that long, but this is the first platform where I felt like it really it, it had yeah. a specific voice here. That's fun. I love that. So, so on the conversation of like masculine feminine dynamics, where... And I love that I don't know that much about you. Like I know, but I, like I have a feeling and I know, but I don't know. (laughs) But for me is I'm curious when were you, so like looking, let's start. I mean, it could be femininity, of course, masculinity, they're tied into each other, but what was one or one of the many or one of the few instances, like that was a, poignant memory that was like oh this like this doesn't make sense or like when did your um world or perspective or beliefs and relationship start to shift like around it like how are you taught that it was and then when were you like this isn't the way or like this isn't the way for me or what I see is most helpful Mm -hmm. yeah so I've had a very long journey in Mm -hmm. regards to that I grew up in a conservative Baptist Texas family where purity culture reigned above all women were less than men. Full stop. Were you actually like told that in not, not like you're less than men, not like that, Mm -hmm. but in, in other ways, in indirect, in indirect, but like almost pretty direct. It's, (laughs) it's like, 
Like <laughs> one day a man is going to either choose you because you're worthy or leave you because you're ruined and tainted your choice. Okay. You know, your choice, you little five-year-old, like, you know, shape up. Like, mm. and it was much deeper than that. Like I, I had a very, I have a very narcissistic mother. There was a lot of abuse that happened in my childhood and mm. God was the tool for the abuser. Like God doesn't yep. love you when you do that. Okay. never mind. Now you have God's love. Okay. Now you don't. Okay, now you do. Yeah. And it would be things that didn't make sense. Like that outfit doesn't match. Like I would be punished. I'd lose God's love if I watched a TV show that, you know, she told me I could. Like if I, I was told you can watch that show. And then an hour later, she'd say, how dare you? I never said that. So I grew up very oh. confused about everything. I would be friends with someone one day. And then my parents would tell me I could no longer ever talk to them again. So I couldn't have good friends. I had animals that would come and go in my life. My mom would give me animals and take them from me. Wow. <laughs> and then my parents, the way that they fought was so twisted. Nothing was, nothing was real. Nothing was real. Like the way that they fought, the things they said to each other, nothing made sense. It's like I'm, I lived in this very made up, strained world. Hmm. The older I get, the more I'm like, wow, like this is, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I thought everything was perfect. And this is the way life is. So I ended up having all sorts of issues when I was younger. I had OCD. I had eating disorders. I would throw up or I would starve myself like, uh, you know, and all this, all the things. And that journey led me into bodybuilding where I was essentially creating a physical armor that way I had distance between my, me and my emotions, even though ironically I was getting smaller. So I was creating a physical thick armor of like <laughs> losing weight. Like I was lifting weights. I was trying to get bulky. My phone desktop was always of a big muscular woman. And I was like, that's what I want to look like. And I was striving for that, but I was obsessed with losing weight. And I, you can look at the way I treated my body with like, must be sick and meaty and have muscle, but also be teeny tiny and have nothing and look at the same parallel to my emotions and to my intimacy. Intimacy was um, restricted. Like the corset had the strings too mm. tight to where I couldn't breathe. I couldn't make eye contact. I couldn't feel pleasure. My own body, having a feminine body was this constant reminder that I'm messy and I'm less than and like mm. all the stuff from my childhood in my face all the time. Wow. So that was probably the, the heart of that. The, the thick of that was about 10 years ago. And I started having, especially in the bodybuilding world, these like when I was competing, these moments of just despair mm -hmm. and the despair got really big to where I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I just really, I realized I hated myself fully, fully hated myself, hated everything, hated myself, hated my emotions, hated the way I was. And thank goodness for that. Like I, being able to feel my own self-loathing, being able to truly feel it, not just see it and then keep having anxiety but to really just go straight into the heart of the feeling and emote it and express it and cry and release like that kind of emoting is what allowed me to touch that feeling fully, which broke that feeling up, which led me to all my, my next decisions of moving into the mountains, escaping from everything I knew. I became somewhat of a cave woman. 
which mm-hmm. was great. It helped me to discover more parts of myself at age 22. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started my podcast, started my coaching business, started writing, 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 and went straight into being, you know, being a, a server of that, of that world of coaching people. And eventually when I was around 25, that led me to discovering feminine and masculine for the first time. It was like a very small moment where someone just mentioned these words to me and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Tell me more. And something hooked me immediately. And it was very surface level at the beginning of like feminine is softness, masculine yeah. is hustle, which is not true. It's not true. That's that, those, are, those are manifestations of those energies, but that's not what they are. And then I started going deeper and deeper into embodiment and relationship and Tantra and eye contact and emoting to the very deepest part of your core, discovering your shadows, like finding my own narcissist within and giving her a mm. voice, finding my own sacred slut and giving her a voice or my jealous raging bitch and giving her a voice, going as deep into the human experience as possible. And that's what allows me now to you know, just communicate with human beings exactly what's true to me, you know, and and not make anyone wrong for it. So that's my very long answer to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So this is, there's so many places I could go. Um, I think the main thing with all of that is it's so easy to like from all those experiences, the natural response. So how I work is I immediately think of different ways to pose different, like I'm a, I'm a projector and human design and very open. So I just see every perspective while I'm speaking. So that's why it takes me a second. But for me, <laughs> the point is like the natural response for you, right. Is to, of course, like I'm going to go into bodybuilding because that, again, right? Fear, ego, just natural humans. We want to protect ourselves in that way. Right. And then, right. Just these different back, back and forth things. And the whole point is like you discovering all these points of yourselves, points of yourself in your journey, in which you will continue to do. I think it's easy to demonize things, right. Where you could demonize your parents. Like it doesn't mean that what they did was helpful or beneficial Mm. or enriching to your life but you wouldn't be who you are. Right. So I'm curious for you of, because from what I see in my work, right. Is you mentioned, okay, I didn't have in touch with my emotions, like, you know, the fear of intimacy, pleasure, all these different things, but because we feel so much shame and the guilt and almost like demonizing and anti the things that caused us to be this way, that we never actually truly heal it or get into it or lean into it because of our relationship with that. So I'm curious with you, how, since you use the word soft or whatever else you want to use, right? Like the manifestation of those things, how did you soften and, or lean into those things? So you could reconcile those things that cause you to be this way. So you could um, become who you are. Yeah. The, the key part for me was to be in a really tight container. I was in a, a, embodied relationship group for two years straight. And it was some of the deepest, darkest, tabooiest, richest Mm -hmm. work I've ever done. And nothing, you couldn't get by with anything. Like if you Mm -hmm. had a withhold, you had to express it. If you had a feeling that came up, 
within the group context, you had express it. So it was like real time shit that came up. Like, let's say in this, in this two-year group, if, if someone, if I had a, a, a judgment towards someone, the whole group would feel it. And mm-hmm. so immediately it's like, you two get up and express this. And it's beautiful because that it's not about that person. It's not about that moment. It's actually that that thing represents something from my childhood that never got fully expressed. And so we use these in these in real time experiences to embody the feelings that are true because it's healing that part of us that's young. Mm. Um, and like, you know, I, I had stuff that came up around feeling like I wasn't getting enough praise for the hard work that I did in XYZ in the group. And so then I'd become a little bit of a passive aggressive brat. Mm-hmm. not a full embodied brat, like passive aggressive, like kind of withholding my love or not being fully expressive because, well, they didn't thank me enough for this, that, and the other thing. And that's the same thing that might've happened. You know, it's a resist, it's a, um, it's a, what's the word? It's a trigger that I still may have towards my parents mm-hmm. that they never acknowledged me enough, that they never loved me in the way that I wanted. So then it comes up as an adult in this group and gets to be fully expressed and held with love. And then part of that thing from my childhood then gets touched fully and then freed. So that kind of work is the best work, not reading books, not listening to podcasts only. It's actually feeling the thing you don't want to feel going into the darkness. I love that. That's cool. Was that sounds like it was an an in-person group? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both. Yeah, you can do this kind of work online as well. But yeah, it's in person. Um, I think we had you know, several different intensives that were in a group. But yeah, that's, that's cool. I love that. Um, and if, if we're talking about, I'm curious, I'm just gonna actually gonna leave this op- open ended. Because coming from the background of, you know, women are less than than men. It's easy to be like, to come to basically hate men from, right? Cause that's a natural response mm. for a lot of people to come from that, right? Um, so I'm curious, what is your view on how, how women and, you know, there's so many different ways, right? Of feminine energy and how you can choose to embody it. There's not just one way and like you can choose if the feminine energy is for you, right? But if, I imagine other people listening, not all, but most are, do, are, are doing that or will want to do that. So for those people who are choosing that they want to embody the feminine energy, how probably unconsciously are they repelling or disempowering men through their femininity, which is actually like hit masculinity, if that makes sense. Hmm. Okay. So for the women who are embodying the feminine, how are they repelling men? Yeah. How are they unconsciously repelling men? We'll just say that, or like a conscious quote unquote masculinity. Mm. Well, if they're actually embodying the, the, they're embodying the feminine, they're most likely not unless there's a judgment. Mm -hmm. So if they're, so let me, for anyone who's unfamiliar with these energies, the way that I define them, the feminine is literally energy. The masculine is literally consciousness. Mm. So the masculine is 
time, space, nothingness, death. Wait, I love this. I don't think I'm going to stop you for a second because we usually say, right, just both energies, which I guess they technically are. But I like how you're saying you're separating them, that the feminine is energy. And because I know that the masculine is consciousness, but you saying in that in that way, like splitting them up is like, no, masculinity is consciousness. This is just different. And that's cool. So I'm just... Mm-hmm. Boom. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. The masculine is the part of you and the part of me that's never changed. Yeah. Like if we all close our eyes and go deep into meditation so much so that we lose ourselves. We're touching our masculine. And so the feminine is all the personality we add to ourselves. It is nature in its most crazy form like it's the river running through it's the tsunami it's the jungle whereas consciousness is what holds all of that it's the mm-hmm. the observer of all of this and so if someone is in the feminine primarily also we have both of these energies within us we often have one more than the other i am a primarily feminine being i imagine maybe you're a primarily masculine being primarily yes yeah. But I was, that's a different story, but I was confused of like what they meant, like a lot of people, but yeah, keep going. Well, here's a great way to think of it. You know, a, a primarily masculine being loves endings, loves <laughs> things to be over. I like that. Loves to check off a list or loves, is math, primarily masculine being is very focused on purpose. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of this relationship? What's the purpose of my life? What is the legacy? Where am I going? How do I get there efficiently? And, 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 and death. Very Bliss. masculine. Yeah. And it's, but for me, I was like, no reason for fault that are of her own. Right. But I was raised with a, with a, by a mom with five single kids. So she had to do both. Right. She had to mm-hmm. be like, my dad wasn't absent, but we saw him every other weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she had to be both. I mean, she's, like incredible hustler, like provider, did all the things, like never saw like weakness, right? So so I learned the masculine from her, which isn't, which nowadays a lot of people do, right? Learn the masculine from a single mom. Um, but, and so for me, like learning what true masculinity is, I'm like, oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a feminine thing too feminine and so i was like oh i shouldn't be that because i need to be a man but really like when you get deep into it it's like no being presence and loving and accepting and observing all of that being so in touch with your emotions is actually masculine yeah yeah definitely and the masculine is all about depth so you bring mm-hmm. the moment deeper whereas the feminine's not super concerned with depth and she wants things to keep going forever she wants the love to keep going forever. She wants the relationship to go forever. And when I say she, I mean, she within all of us. Mm-hmm. So your feminine is the one that's like, you know, you could lay in bed all day, just kissing your lover saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Whereas the masculine in you is like, I love this, but let's do that for an hour. <laughs> you know, like, and we yeah. have these, both of these within ourselves. So, mm-hmm. um, the feminine wants to keep going and wants to go as long as possible and never wants to have endings and wants to be, you know, just writhing in pleasure and, and expression. Um, a woman who is primarily in her feminine is, is her, this is the thing that's not super talked about, which is the most important thing about the feminine is that she's constantly uh, expressing. Mm. She is responsive to life. 
So if you're a response, if you're a feminine being and you're responsive, you're truly responsive. When you don't like something, you express it with your face. When you love something, you express it with your body. When your heart is kind of crunchy, you express that too. Mm. Expressing in real time, that's typically what magnetizes a primarily masculine bodied figure because they don't, their nervous system is denser. You know, they're not constantly reacting to all of life and being expressive and emoting and feeling things as deeply, as deeply, mm. the, the actual masculine, not to say that men don't, just the actual right. masculine, all of us. So if a woman is repelling primarily masculine bodied people with her expression, my assumption is that there is a bit of judgment in her expression. Mm. So this would be, there's a difference between I'm expressing myself and I'm just expressing myself, you know, <laughs> big yeah. difference. So there's a difference mm. between like, fuck you, fuck you and walking away, which is very sharp. It's directed mm. into you and I'm fuck you. I'm just expressing myself. It's, it's like, ow, you're really t- trying to punish the other person mm. versus fuck you. Come into me. Love me. Mm. You show the fuck up. And you're, you're staying put, you're here, you're expressing major difference. Mm -hmm. So the first one is a woman saying I'm being in my feminine, but you're kind of not, you're, you're doing a hook trying to get something or punish. The other one is a blast out. It's a full expression. It's an offering. It's free. Ooh, damn. That was good. Hello, beautiful humans. While I am currently mind blown, and I know you are as well, (laughs) I have a message for all of the coaches, creators, and healers out there. If you haven't heard, I have a new course that is now out. It is now live. You are available to sign up. So for all of my coaches, creators, and healers that are out there, your voice needs to be heard. Your message must be shared. It's time for you to step into that power. It's time for your gifts to be magnified. There are, there are people out there waiting for the wisdom that only you can deliver. And I promise you are ready for it. If you got the chills, if you got a little nudge, if you feel like, oh man, I got to do that. But oh man, fear, this is for you. So what this course is, is it's eight weeks of a group coaching course with me, weekly calls with, with um, people from all around the world. All the calls are recorded weekly exercises, breakthrough sessions, workshops, everything you need to get to the root of your fear so you can let it go and truly step into your power. So if you are ready to really embody who you are and expand into your gifts, be the person, be the purpose that you came here to be, and you are eager to step into your power and the next level of your soul's purpose, this is you. Basically, this is for anyone who you know your purpose and you have gifts to share, but you still can't move beyond your fear. This is for you. This is a space for empowered and loving souls coming together to serve at the highest frequency. Come hang with me and get to know other incredible people in this community so you can claim and own your power and your gifts to serve at the highest capacity. All right, my friends, let's get back into this convo with Madeline. Let's go. Yeah, I love the way you explain that. That's, yeah, that's powerful. Like, Ooh, yeah, I just got more chills. Um, so, and I like just to hit home for people, right? Is like, we have the both energies inside of us. And I think like when people hear that, they just kind of take it. Okay. 
like just kind of just whatever but the way you explained it it was just like no like these really are like in you what are other misconceptions of masculine feminine dynamics or the energy or the consciousness i think um well mm, one that comes to mind is a lot of times people think they come to me and they're like i've got a lot of masculine my masculine's down pats my feminine i don't really have but what they're talking about is perfectionism and like <laughs> building businesses and and that's not that's not to say that you have your masculine down pat it doesn't mean you, it oftentimes it actually means your masculine still needs a lot of work yes breach yeah because your masculine is the part of you that can my favorite way to think about it is it is the one in you who can breathe deep and sit still in the midst of massive discomfort. Mm. So if, if there's energy coming at you, your lover is fighting with you or your flight just got delayed or you accidentally double booked to, you know, when your <laughs> natural response is, I got to fix all that right now. <laughs> you get your panties in a wad and everything becomes so serious and anxiety just goes to the roof. Your masculine's not running the show. It's your reactive nervous system that's running the show. Your masculine is the one that goes, okay, I can, I can sit here with this chaos happening. I can breathe deep and create somewhat of a container around that. What do I need to do to get to an ending of this, to get to a resolution of this, to be present and take the moment deeper? Even if mm -hmm. I don't like this moment, how can I be in this moment? It has nothing to do with building a business necessarily. Like you do need your masculine to build a business but just because you have a business and you're always on the go doesn't mean that you have a strong masculine. Oof, this is good. You're bringing so much clarity, even like, even for me, it's funny, all the things you're describing, I'm like, wow, I'm actually like, yeah, it's cool. Um, so with the feminine not being able to be expressed, is that because believing that you like a fear of feeling and emotions and not being able to express and being suppressed? Yes, definitely. It's, it's scary to express. Mm -hmm. It's scary for a lot of people to emote because you're being seen. You're being seen in your, your insides are coming out. <laughs> and a lot of times women, and I'm sure men do this too, but definitely women overanalyze what they feel because maybe it doesn't seem rational. I feel like I feel sad and a plus B doesn't quite seem to equal C. So I shouldn't feel this way. Therefore I'll just withhold it. I'll pretend like nothing's wrong Yeah, and we'll just get over it. <laughs> you know, we'll just move on. And it's amazing how often we, we have things that come up each and every day, each and every day. I have little things that come up all the time and my love will be like, are you have a withhold or something? And I'm like, no, 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 it's, I'm fine. Mm. And it's even the smallest thing, like the way that he looked at me in the kitchen kind of affected me. And I pretend like it doesn't affect me because it's a look and it shouldn't mean mm. anything, but he'll pause and be like, do you have a withhold? And then I'll giggle and say like, oh, the way that you looked at me in that way kind of made me feel a little crunchy. Mm. And then I get kisses and then we move on, you know, mm. it's, it's, but these little tiny things the ultimate goal for me as a feminine practitioner, practitioner is to reveal in real time how that look made me feel and just mm. continue to close the gap between that, the, the instance and the revealing of it. 
something happens and then I reveal as quickly as possible in real time how that, how that made me feel. And it can just be like a, a little bratty stomp of the foot, or it can be a giggle, or it can be fainting on the ground, but emoting. And this is, this is one of the things, this is why I think acting and improv and go, taking classes that teaches you how to express yourself mm. is so important for every, every single human. I think every single human should take acting classes or that, improv classes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's cool so i love how i've seen you do some videos on this and i know people would love to hear about this so how do this is a two-part question so f- for the people you know being what'd you call it, a feminine practitioner yeah i like that a lot actually mm-hmm. so being one who practices the feminine <laughs> how do you one what's like a good again this isn't like you said this isn't just okay i'm gonna listen to this one you know, our podcast and I'm good. I know the feminine, I'm an expert. So for you, what do you suggest for people who want to practice that get into it? And then the second question before I forget for, for you and, and like, how do you bring out the masculine in your partner? Hmm. Um, okay. So the first question, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, then the first, and I think a foundational practice is to begin to train your body to feel again. It's very simple, but it's also the place where most of my clients have the biggest resistance. Mm -hmm. I've, I've many different practices, but the first one I normally always start with is an embodiment practice because it's the first one I learned from my teachers and it's literally 10 minutes, 10 to 20, where you lie on a yoga mat, you are not doing yoga. You are also not doing dance, but you just have a yoga mat or a sheepskin and you play three to five songs that reflect your feeling state that day or the feeling you want to feel. Turn off the lights, light candles, actually make it somewhat of an experience. And then move your body in non-linear ways. Nothing makes sense. You know, you're just kind of moving your body and you're feeling different parts of your body as you energetically touch your heart. Mm. You're moving your body as you're feeling what's present for your heart. So maybe one morning you're working with grief. uh, And so you're moving your body, listening to music and you're working with grief. And before you know it, you start crying, you start emoting and you go with it. You know, and you notice, oh, am I trying to clench up around this grief? Did my jaw just get really tight? And did I stop moving and stop breathing? And you continue to work on it. You continue to breathe as you feel the grief, loosen your jaw as you feel the grief, make Mm. sound. it's, It's remarkable how challenging it is for women to make noise. And even, even I would say men, like for at least I can speak for me, like even, yeah, making in any aspect of life. That's so interesting. It's like, it's, it's really quite interesting how much resistance us humans have to using this vessel we've been given to moving Mm -hmm. it in funny ways that aren't normal or to making sound with it, uh, to crying a little bit too loud, crying by yourself, wailing. Yeah. There's so many different forms of expression we're made to do that we don't do because it's not socially normal. 
So fascinating. It's very fascinating. So that is important. And this is for all humans. All humans have a practice where you begin to emote again. You begin to train your body to emote. And you might be emoting different things. Someday you might be emoting a little kitty cat purr (laughs) or emoting a brat or emoting Kali rage or emoting little girl lost energy or devotional. My favorite archetype to work with is the devotional wife. Mm. So I move my body and my body in ways that feel like devotion, devotional wife, devotional um, lover. So that's that. And in regards to bringing out the masculine, uh, I, you know, it seems kind of simple, but I just don't lead. I just don't lead. (laughs) He, he's got it. And I don't need to prove I've got it. If my ultimate goal is to be in the feminine, I can't be leading. I've got to say, okay, ego. I know you want to prove you can do everything, but it's so much more fun to not. (laughs) So much more fun when I get to be in my bliss and my pleasure. And the more I'm in my pleasure, funny enough, the more spicy and beautiful our relationship is, the more I get out of my head. I don't talk shop with my partner really. Sometimes because he has wise wisdom to give me and I really love that. But I'll kind of let him lead that when he feels like just, hey, let's talk about it. Other than that, like I am as much as possible in my flow, in my pleasure, in my own ability to surrender into my back body. Doesn't mean that I don't also, like my partner has a very feminine body, uh, mm-hmm. emotional body. So a lot of emotions. And then when that comes up, I, I go into the masculine and I, but I don't tell him what to do. Mm. I go into the masculine, meaning I might set the stage. I might get dinner taken care of. I might light the candles in the bedroom. I might pour a bath for him, but I'm not telling him here, this is what we need to do to work on your feelings. You know, I'm, I'm just creating a nice space for him to feel what he already needs to feel, but I'm not telling him how to do it. I love Madeline. This is so good. (laughs) So, and this just shows like your true embodiment, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you for being you like, I know that this is so helpful. Um, and like you said, just want to touch on this point is like, it's not that it's because sometimes again, like the confusion, right. Is like one not being led means you're weak. And then it means that you never step into the masculine energy. Right. And like do the necessary things when he's not feeling him, his quote unquote self. Right. Mm. So it's like, you can be all the things depending what the context is of the situation, but primarily, right. You, your true self, your energy is in that space. So you were just being in that space and letting him be him. And it's just, I just love that's just, you're just being the thing because I've gotten asked a lot of like, well, how do we like, how do we get more spiritual, soulful, emotional, expressive, conscious men? Usually Mm -hmm. women ask. And I'm like, the best way, honestly, is to be the true version of you in your femininity, if that's what they're choosing, right? Most of them are or want to be that. That's their true expression. And because it's like they want to tell men what to do, right? They want to say, like, you need to show up like this. What is your experience with that? Yeah. So we live in a time of 
chronic disapproval of men. Yeah, we do. <laughs> chronic disapproval. Um, and I also want to be clear that for tens of thousands of years, men raped, killed, stoned, sold, yeah. abused women. So now we live in a time where women have done massive work on the pain body, massive healing, massive ancestral work, just massive work. And that pain body towards men is rightfully so, rightfully so. And then we look at the modern day world. It's just like, there, I mean, and there, I'm not going to tiptoe around it. There are a lot of lost men out there for, sure. for, for many different reasons, for absent fathers, yeah. for mothers who had, who had chronic disapproval in men and then passed it on to their sons. Yes. And mothers who hated men, all yep. men sucked. And then they projected onto their sons. Yeah. Uh, women who, who learn how to be boss babes and have mm -hmm. so much control and then project their own ability to have control onto their partners, make them feel weak. So it's just yeah. like, Ugh. the more we can look at the rabbit hole, it yeah. all makes sense. It all makes sense. And now when we can see all this be like, oh, all these men around us that we meet on Tinder who treat us poorly or ghost us or hurt us or cheat on us or are abusers, like they have a massive, doesn't mean that they can get away with that, should get away with that, doesn't mean it's okay. And they have a massive pain body from the generational trauma that has been passed on to them. Amen. So we can, we can stay on our side of the street. We can clean up our side of the street, get, get, learn what our boundaries are within our own bodies as women and stop blaming moving forward. Oof. If something, if a relationship, a connection doesn't feel right, if it feels abusive, physically get out. If it feels emotionally abusive, what can we learn from this? I really appreciate the perspective of, of Richard Rudd, who's the creator of the Gene Keys. Mm. And, and this is kind of risky to say it's interesting. So I, I'm just, I'm just passing on the message. I'm not saying my stance completely on this, but he says he has in his, one of his books on the, the love sequence, um, that, uh, physical abuse, get out. Emotional abuse is always showing us where we are not standing up for ourselves. Emotional abuse is always showing us something back in a mirror. It's reflecting to us. And I've just been contemplating that. Because there are, of course, certain situations like me being a child, being with a mother who was emotionally abusing me, that it's not reflecting to me where I'm not standing up yeah, for myself. Yeah. And we have those situations now today with, with two adults too. So I'm not saying that's completely all the way true through and through. Yeah, and, and we do live in a culture where everyone's an emotional abuser. Like, we, like we're constantly pointing our fingers at emotional abusers like narc talk on TikTok is one of the most pos po popular hashtags. Is it really? Everyone, narc talk. Uh, narc, narc talk, narcissism talk, TikTok. It's just like everyone's talking about it. Everyone's a narcissist. Yeah. And, you know, we can keep playing that game or we can start to realize like, where are we not stepping into the role of, um, of sovereignty yeah. in our relationships and where we keep blaming and I'm part of it too. Like I, there are certain people in my life where I'm like, narc talk, like abuser, like, you know, I, I do it too. And I know someone out there is saying that about me most likely because of my oh, own sure. wounds. So all that to say, um, what I find is a really 
really beautiful practice for all the women out there that are really struggling to see the good in men is to begin to see where the divine masculine is showing up around you all the time. Just begin a practice. It's like the divine masculine awareness practice. Mm. And it can be very simple, like the door that is your front door, keeping you safe, the Mm. guard, the gatekeeper to your, your, Mm -hmm. like how awesome that divine masculine door is keeping you safe or the four (laughs) corners of your walls or your dog. That's just constantly on guard barking at anybody who's trying to get into the house like looking out for you, loving you so well, the postman who comes and brings you your package exactly at five o'clock on a Friday that you were looking for, he's solid, he's reliable. Mm. Or the man on the dating app that did show up promptly on time and paid for your dinner. Like it's, you're creating a gratitude practice for all the things that you probably want to say, well, he should do that anyways, or that's his job. Mm. And instead saying, thank goodness, how beautiful that's his job. Thank you for showing up in that role. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, for, it's good for the world, but it's also good for your own, your own feminine soul to begin to practice saying the good. Yeah, that's so good. I love this. So I'm going to pull up. So I went, I was going through your Instagram earlier. Just, I just want to, oh, that's funny. We just basically answered one of them naturally. I love that. Um. We actually, that's funny, just naturally getting a lot of these. Okay. So I'm going to read this and then I just want you to elaborate however you feel called to. So this was January 21st, 2020, 2021. So that's a graphic that you typed. So it says she wants him to call her a good girl as he tells her to do a bad thing. She wants his fiery primal beast as well as his soft-spoken lover. She wants him to honor her tender body, but yet obliterate her into forgetting herself. She wants to feel his sturdy king, and she wants his adventure-hungry knight. She wants to be held with care, and she wants to be punished with love. Let's just stop and mm-hmm. have you, yeah, just expand on that in any way you mm. feel. Yeah, she wants it all, and he wants it all. Yes. It's, there it's, we go. It, you know, it's, we don't just want the good guy. We want the dark, mysterious pinning of the wrists against the wall, leather wearing man. We want all like, and, and, and he wants the part of her that is, you know, strong and sovereign and queenly, but also the part that's submissive and house housewifeish, barefoot and pregnant also mm. willing to kill like the part that's Lilith and, and is on top and is radiant and powerful, but also the part of her that is young and youthful and unaware, like all of like, why do we don't just want one flavor? We don't just want one flavor, that. even if we're, most people aren't, most people are not aware that they want all of it. And part of that is because of trauma work that still needs to be done healing the nervous system to feel safe and embodied so that there's no disassociation because some of these flavors can be kind of scary. But once you do that healing work, you start to realize that you're nourished by bringing all of you. And Mm. then you're nourished by receiving all of your partner, you know? So it's, I just think the more that we start to talk about this, the more we start to liberate each other. I love that. Yeah. It really is just like all of it. It's not this or that. 
Mm. It's nuanced and it's everything. And sometimes if our flavor is nothing at all, that works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's just tired. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Where have you, um, I'm curious in, in this world that we're talking about, where have you expanded or healed or become more free recently? That's been like a really cool experience for you. Hmm. I have been more, hmm. there's been a, an interesting dichotomy for me where one of my deepest desires is to feel fully claimed. And it's also my biggest fear is to be controlled. So they often can look the same. <laughs> yes, man. Oh my, this is so good. Keep going. I'm just like hyping you up. I'm your hype man. Yeah. Right yeah. It's, it's been a, an inquiry of mine lately of what are the moments where I'm a yes to feeling claimed. And then I just flip and then all of a sudden I feel controlled. And then I turn into a five-year-old little girl where I'm like, you can't control me. Yeah. And how do I obliterate those boundaries even more to where I let myself feel controlled for a minute, knowing full, fully well, I'm not. I'm being claimed and how to like blend my own sovereignty with my ability to be owned. Because if that's the truth of my heart is that I want to be, I want to be owned by my partner. Like really I do. I love that fucking delicious. Um, How do I tend to the little girl in me that gets scared? I'm being owned. I'm being controlled. It's like, again, my nervous system is saying, Oh, mommy and daddy are telling me that I'm a bad girl or I'm telling you what to do. I never want anything like that. That's also the very thing. That's the, most delicious nutrient for me because it's an opportunity for massive healing to be quote owned. I'm never owned just to be clear, but to be quote owned energetically with love, it heals the time when I was owned energetically, but not so energetically without the flow of love. So to do it now as a woman, as an adult where I'm choosing who gets to claim me and I'm choosing to be submissive or not, whatever. It's just, oh, it's just so, so much bliss and it's tricky. It's some of the deepest work I've ever done. Wow. That is so good. That is so good. Um, just, and the part that I'll hype up is because what I'm familiar with, right. Is that fear, right. Is literally tied in. I believe fear reveals where you're not free. So that's where you should go. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the Arthur C. Clarke quote? Like, you know, the, cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek same mm. thing right is like there's two sides of the same coin is like yeah. go where your fear is because that's also where your freedom is that's where your power is that's where your sovereignty is that's where everything is mm-hmm. um i love you for sharing that Woo. Mm, thank you so i could i could keep going forever do you have anything in your heart that you feel called to express right now hmm. um just thank close, you Yeah. Just thank you for bringing me on asking beautiful questions. And I know these topics can be, uh, it's a lot, there's a lot to work with here and it's years and years of work around intimacy and using your body embodiment to express these energies. And for anyone listening, I just encourage you to take it slow Mm. to enjoy the process, to trust that your body is marinating this information, how it needs to, and that your mind doesn't so much have to stay like understanding everything perfectly. Just let it sink into your body. Man, I love that. That's beautiful. Madeline, thank you. Um, this has been like a true treat. And like, honestly, this was just like, speaking of flavor, this was just one 
I feel like this was just like one lick <laughs> of like the ice cream. I'm just like, whoa. Um, so if people obviously, you know, follow you on Instagram, but in like, and in the most way, like to connect with you. And I don't mean that in like a networky way. I mean, actually intimately right. connect with you. What's the best way for people to do that? Well, my Instagram, of course, is a great place for connection. Madeline Moon. My website's Maddie Moon. My podcast is Mind Body Musings. And I'm currently enrolling in a four-month women's program called Creativity in Love. So it's all around how, we didn't talk too much about this today, but one of my specialties is how to create art out of your triggers. And that's what you see on all my videos. So I'm going to do a four month program for women who are ready to create art out of their triggers. It's an advanced practice group. So it's, I'm going to be doing uh, applications and and interviews with people who want to join, but that's currently open for enrollment. When is that close? um, Well, the first call is going to be August 10th. Okay, so cool. I'm planning, so we got time. yeah, we got time. <laughs> we got time. So if anyone is interested in that, there's going to be a link in my Instagram bio for applying and, and let's go deep. Dang. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I'm going to keep thanking you, but wow, that was dope. Seriously. Thank that was you. good. I'm going to obviously from my responses, everyone can hear that. I was very much enjoying it, but anything else before we <laughs> look, see, this is my thing. This is the masculine feminine. I want to keep going, but I also, I'm going to close it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thank you so much. I don't have anything else. Just thank you so much for having me on. This has been so lovely. All right, y'all. I know you're feeling it. Make sure you go connect with Madeline on Instagram, all of her information. She just said it at the end, but it's also in the show notes. So go connect with her. Please, if you resonated with this, it would be awesome if you posted on Instagram and tagged us to share with the community, share the love. And it's always fun to see and hear from you guys, like what you connected with. I would love to know like your ahas because when I was listening back to this, I'm like, damn, there's so much goodness in here. (laughs) So I appreciate you listening. Uh, Tell us what your favorite parts are. And if you want to sign up for that course, go to the link in in the description so I can see you there. And it's going to be awesome, incredible community and breakthroughs. All right, y'all. Love you tons. See you soon.